Hi there, it's Kale. Just wanted to say something quickly before the episode begins. There's important contact information in regards to World Civility Day in this episode's credits. So please, don't forget to listen for that. That's it. Enjoy the episode. From the Times of Northwest Indiana and nwi.com slash podcasts, you're listening to Byline. The podcast about the newspaper's most fascinating stories and the reporters who tell them. I'm Kale Wilk, and this week Byline dives into the region's leading role in establishing civility throughout the country and the world. We'll talk with community leaders at the forefront of Community Civility Counts. Uh, we do need to be try to raise the bar of the way we treat each other. And we'll look at not only how adults, but kids are being impacted. You know, at first I wasn't really like up for it, but then when we got into like all the conversations, I would take this course again, actually. It's not just what's in that text, it's also you as a person, right? And you're bringing in all of these other thoughts into it. Like, how accurate is this image to portray what is going on in my city? What you're hearing is the inside of a classroom at Steel City Academy in Gary. The school has been featured in a previous byline episode, and we're back there because of something important that started in January. The criminal system and police, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They work together really closely. Yep. Why, did, why don't the police get charged? Why? We'll get into that. So we're going to spend today on Ferguson, but just quickly. Um, and that person is Summer Moore, the digital and audience engagement editor for The Times and Byline's creator, who has finally made it into the spotlight of this podcast. Now, maybe you might be wondering why she's lecturing in front of high school students. I'm not an educator. I wish I was an educator. (laughs) I wish I had that um, skill. I'm getting better, um, but I'm definitely not an educator. So I knew that I wanted to do something that was much more structured um, and that was going to bring social justice and civility into the classroom. She's teaching them a curriculum borrowed from the News Literacy Project and the organization Facing History and Ourselves that involves the events surrounding the shooting of Michael Brown and the following clashes of protesters and police in Ferguson, Missouri. The overall larger program she's doing is called Civility in the Classroom. She wrote it along with Katie Curley, the principal at Steel City Academy, and three teachers from Lighthouse Charter School in Gary, Erica Young, Susie Choi, and Christine Nicholson. Summer said the collaboration with teachers from North Oceania has been essential to getting this program going. And she also said the teachers spent their weekends and vacations writing a meeting with her to create this. It's really powerful, and the kids um, responded to it really well. There was a lot of, you know, hard conversations, but it was all about creating safe space so that you can have those conversations. So let's pause on that thought for a sec. Summer mentioned the kids are talking about Ferguson, Missouri which is a collection of events that has gone down in recent history as a major clash and birth of ideas. It's been a rough period of time and has caused some tensions to rise, which can make conversations difficult. It's more than just who was right, who was wrong, or who did what. It's brought ideas to the forefront of treatment of African Americans in the United States, the disproportions in how many African Americans are killed by police, how the police handle apprehending people they suspect of criminal behavior, how people treat police officers, and more. It's something that really left some polarized fields. 
So how do you facilitate a conversation peacefully between adults, let alone ninth graders, on a complex topic? It's a notion somewhere in the Times have helped to make so, and something this episode is going to make more clear. Safe spaces are vital. We have to create spaces where people can have conversations and they're not afraid to say something. Because when you are afraid to say what you're thinking, what you're feeling, ask questions, you're never going to say those things out loud. You're never going to ask those questions. And that's when we get into these horrible places that we are right now where people don't know anybody outside of their circle because they're too afraid to go talk to people outside of their circle. So the idea, as Summer is saying, is finding the way to bring parties together, facilitate a conversation, and do so kindly, politely, and with a little civility. That's where the program Community Civility Counts comes in. But I'll tell you how it began. Uh, it was a notion that I had a few years ago about just in observation, just watching how people were interacting with each other. That's Chuck Hughes, the executive director for the Gary Chamber of Commerce, who is the one that first got the ball rolling on the program. Chuck was born and raised in Gary and has served as a firefighter and has also served on the city council. In every environment, I mean, be it at home, uh, in the boardroom, on, at work, at play, kids interacting with each other, politicians, and uh, just kind of felt like something's wrong here. I mean, people are just not being as kind to each other as they should be. I said, wouldn't it be nice if we kind of interacted, interfaced with each other and did it in a more civil tone? I said, I think that the results would be better. I think people would communicate better. So Chuck brought this idea of being more kind to each other around to certain groups, but finally had it picked up by Dr. Gordon Bradshaw, the public policy chairman in the chamber. And we came up with all, we were throwing all kinds of suggestions out there. Civility, civility matters. Uh, let's be civil or whatever the case may be. And then to Dr. Bradshaw's credit, he did tell me, he said, well, you know, things work a little better if it's like, you know, in, 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 in sequence in terms of, uh, I guess what he meant was the alliteration of it. And so we just kind of kept talking. So then I said, well, community civility counts. I said, whoa, okay, we like that. Now, the other issue was how, you know, we, we, we started thinking that the concept was so good and, and we were just so all enamored by it that we said, well, how can we get this thing out there? So then uh, I said, uh, well, we could try to call a press conference or something. And they said, well, who's going to come to a press conference with us talking about, you know, civility or whatever? And I said, well, you know what? Let's contact the largest media outlet, the largest newspaper in Northwest Indiana. He reached out to the publisher of the Times, who really liked the idea as well. Then he was put in touch with Bob Heiss, the paper's editor. Well, when, when Chuck and I first talked, uh, he presented this, this idea, and, and, and he hit me exactly where I live, which is uh, we need this kind of thing. And, and uh, I had come, come from Springfield, Illinois, where the online comments, no matter what was on the website, was about the President Obama in one way or another. And, and, and I came from State College, Pennsylvania, where the comments were about the wild west of comments about Jerry Sandusky or whatever you want to call it, uh, we do need to be try to raise the bar of the way we treat each other. And I think this was the best. It's nonpartisan. It's it's 
uh, it's just the right thing to do. And, and you couldn't, uh, Chuck said it, he couldn't do it alone with the chamber. You can't do it alone with the media either. It has to be a partnership. So we partnered on this and, 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 decided, and held a press conference and got the word out and things started to really happen. After that initial press conference, things started rolling. The newspaper published a civility pledge on the opinion page to encourage civil discourse from both the newspaper and the letters written in. But they didn't stop there. Northwest Indiana state politicians took the idea down to Indianapolis as well and had a resolution passed through the House and Senate. Believe it or not, that's not all either, because United Nations Ambassador Dr. Clyde Rivers even took it with him and introduced it in other countries in Africa. And get this. This movement isn't even two years old, and it's already made it to another continent. Well, you know, when you say, uh, just as you said, the region, uh, that, is, that is a term that we identify with. But also, if you're in Indianapolis and other parts of the state, often that's not the most flattering uh, term as it, as it relates to Northwest Indiana. And uh, so I say with a sense of pride, that we're able to come up with an initiative of this type that has been embraced by the entire state and uh, groups within the state. Uh, 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 I, I, have, I have a tremendous sense of pride in that that initiative started here in Northwest Indiana and that the Gary Chamber and the Times of Northwest Indiana are the driving forces behind uh, what is uh, gaining momentum. It's so special. They even sought to do something big for the movement's first anniversary. Last year at this time, we were uh, thinking about what we would do for our anniversary, uh, our one-year anniversary. And we're thinking, what should we do? So we said, let's have an event in April. And what should we call it? And we decided, let's just call it World Civility Day. And we posted it, and we wrote about it. And all of a sudden, people started registering. And civility groups showed interest in coming and we sold out the Majestic Star with 300 people, people from 10 states, four, three countries, four, four civility groups, and put on a tremendous evening uh, that just grew this program into so many people, uh, a great crowd that stayed and became part of this initiative, and we began what's now known as World Civility. So now, on April 13th this year, the second ever World Civility Day takes place at the Indiana Welcome Center in Hammond. It's a day of guest speakers and sessions on anything and everything to facilitate civil discourse on the hard topics we may encounter. Community Civility Counts has had such a far reach that even a relatively nearby neighbor has even taken it on as a part of its efforts. Hello? That's Mark Baldwin executive editor at the Rockford Register Star in northern Illinois, which is about a two-hour drive from the region. Like Chuck and Bob, Mark has seen the impoliteness fester in Rockford as well. The Register Star had has been a participant in uh, the American Society of News Editors um, National uh, News Literacy and Community Roundtables project. And the first one we did was at the end of 2015, and it, and it was on the issue of affordable housing after a year in which there was just a terrible battle over the location of a new development of affordable housing. And, and it was uncivil. It was, uh, you know, it was, and you, yeah, as you can imagine, you know, you talk housing, it gets to issues of, of, it's right there. Housing is right there at the nexus of, 
issues of race, of income inequality, of social class, all those sorts of things. Um, and most of all, I think that's because you had people on both sides talking past each other rather than actually actively listening. Um, you know, civility begins with with authentic listening. You've got to you have to actually listen to people who whose whose ideas and opinions are different from your own. There's a movement in Rockford called Transform Rockford, a community driven action to improve its conditions from the relative socioeconomic decline in some parts of the city according to Mark. To go along on that note, Mark helped create 815 Choose Civility, a program mirrored off of Community Civility Counts and with a title incorporating the Illinois area code the city is within. 815 Choose Civility had a kickoff event which Summer Moore was present for about two weeks ago. There were videos, guest speakers, and a panel. You know, civility really is a prerequisite for getting anything done. And it was really a, uh, you know, it was a home run for the community. We've got uh, more events scheduled. Um, you know, we think it's important to get the message before different audiences, you know, more diverse audiences. We, we you know, you don't want it all to be well-meaning white liberals, for example. We, we need to get this in front of, in front of people of color. And we need to get this in front of the Latino community. And we need to get this in front of, union members and things like that. The response has been really gratifying. It's been really cool. You know, civility is not just telling people to be nice to each other because um, civility is about how we engage in the toughest issues facing our community or a nation for that matter. Um, you know, this country, I keep saying, you know, this country was founded in debate. And if you look at the way the Constitution was written, leaving some issues open, you know, we're supposed to be debating all the time in this country. but do we, in the course of that debate, do we actually listen to one another, or do we simply, you know, bide our time until we can jump in with an, with another argument or a tweet or something like that? I think also civility, and, and and you know why the newspapers got involved is because there are so many shared values at stake here. You know, we all have an interest in in a healthy, productive civic dialogue. Okay, in a healthy, productive exercise of self-government at the local level so you know this isn't a partisan movement it's a, it's a it's a movement of, of people who really believe that uh, that civility is uh, foundational for for uh, effective self-governance and for getting things done on uh, on behalf of, of the community and part of that community involves our kids such as the ones summer is guiding not only at steel city academy but also at Lighthouse Charter School in Gary. When Summer first started civility in the classroom last year, she said she wasn't sure how well the kids would receive it. But after asking them to write an essay response at the end of it all, here's what she says she found out. And the essays we got were so powerful, and they talked about how everything that I had hoped that they were gonna get out of this class, they did. So they talked about you know, um, they feel like they can stand up to bullies now, that they understand what bullying is, that they understand that they, you know, can get involved and should get involved. Um, they think that their school is more, you know, anti-bullying because of this program that was only in two classes, but now you've got two classes that are, you know, anti-bullying advocates. They talked about how just the fact that their teachers cared enough to bring this program into their school made them appreciate their school and their teachers so much more. 
This year, civility in the classroom was present for Steel City Academy's Gear and Flame Week at the beginning of January and is a four-credit class at Lighthouse Charter School. Perhaps it, too, is on the track for more growth, like the overall Community Civility Counts program. Summer recognizes that the teachers at the school know the students have more on their mind than math or science, that they have basic life questions and problems that they want to discuss. As much as, as you might think that teenagers are disengaged and don't understand what's happening on a national level, they do. They see it and they want to get involved and they want to fix it. They know how badly the kids need to, to talk about life and things outside of math and science and social studies. And we put so much pressure on teachers now to stick to the test and teach to the test that we're really missing a whole skill set for these kids that's just life skills. That's just like, how do you hold a conversation with people? Like, how do you, how do you, like, why do you get involved in your community? Why would you run for office? Why would you vote? I mean, we don't talk about any of that stuff anymore. Um, so I'm really excited about this program. I, I think it'll, it has a good future in front of it. During that week at Steel City Academy, we invited some of the kids to speak with us about their thoughts on civility in the classroom. One of the key questions Summer asked was, if you didn't have to take this class, would you? Well, here's what they had to say. Well, at first, I, it really wasn't like catching my eye, but then when we had the first session on Monday, that was, no, Tuesday, like I was like, you know, at first I wasn't really like up for it, but then when we got into like all the conversations, I would take this course again, actually. I was signed up for it. Personally, I feel like I I used to have a, a very bad attitude. And, and within my time, I've managed to change. But I see that I still need more progress in that. And the Civility Council is helping with that. It's teaching me what to say and what not to say. How to stand up for those who need help with standing standing up for themselves. Yeah, um, I think this will kind of help me with my anger because since me being quiet, it's like, you know, don't nobody mess with me, but like, just just things you hear around you, because I, I get mad fast, so I, it, like, it can help me control my anger and how to deal with it. If you'd like to join the movement and be a part of Community Civility Counts, you can register for World Civility Day by calling the Gary Chamber of Commerce at 219-885-7407. Tickets are $25, which gives you access to the seven-hour set of activities at the Indiana Welcome Center. Afterward, there's a dinner and awards banquet at Avalon Manor in Merrillville, which can be attended for an extra $60. Sponsorships are also available through the Gary Chamber of Commerce. Reservations are being taken until March 13th or until tickets are sold out. Byline is a production of the Times of Northwest Indiana. Episodes come out every two weeks and can be found at nwi.com slash podcasts. Byline is also on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You just type in NWI Byline in the search bar and we should pop up. If you've got a media player and want to download our episodes or listen on the go, Byline is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. We just kindly ask that you rate us and leave a review because it actually really helps. And we'd like to hear from you, whether that's constructive comments, feedback, or suggestions for topics you'd like to hear more about. You just drop us an email to kale.wilk at nwi.com. 
Reporting for this week's episode came from Summer Moore, Bob Heiss, and myself, Kale Wilk. We'd like to thank Chuck Hughes, Mark Baldwin, and the several students at Steel City Academy for taking time to be interviewed for this episode. Summer has a blog on the Times website where she posts updates on her progress with community civility counts in the classroom, and you can find it at nwy.com blogs. And if you'd like to follow with her or Bob Heiss on Community Civility Counts News, you can follow their Twitter profiles, which are at Summer underscore NWI and at B Heiss, all one word, spelled B-H-E-I-S-S-E. Credit for music production and mixing goes to the talented Dante Stewart. As was noted before, and as you may already know, Summer is the creator of Byline, so a special nod to her for that as well. I'm Kale Wilk, and from the Times of Northwest Indiana, thank you for listening. See you next time.